Welcome to the Third Eye Podcast, featuring Nick Tuggle, Matthew James, and Justin Fitzpatrick. How y'all doing, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Third Eye Pod, featuring myself and two, 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 two red bones, two of the greatest (laughs) on this side of the galaxy, Nick Tuggle, Matthew James, and we back at it again. And we talking about something that honestly will connect with our age range, our group. Um, and if there's anybody that's not in our age range in our group, I would love to see y'all comment on this video and share your perspectives of what life was like at this phase, at this point of your life. And if you haven't hit it yet, you haven't hit your, your, your 20s yet, take this wealth of information because I promise you it's going to do some work in your life. It's going to make some changes in your life. Um, but we're talking about navigating life in your 20s on this fine pot today um all of us are in our you know early to mid 20s so you know life is kind of just really starting to start but we're starting to navigate and understand the adulting process what we're doing who we really want to be those kinds of things and we're going to discuss all of that today in this pod but first off first and foremost how are you guys doing it's mental health awareness month so you know i gotta ask how are y'all doing um getting to the end of the semester um i've been better but you know listen i woke up this morning so i'm i'm doing good honestly i like that hey mental health awareness month but today is mother's day so i'm a little fried so uh yeah, yeah kind of down in the down in the dumps a little bit but it's all good it's not all good but it's all good <laughs> we just talked about this last episode right it's, it's oh, not man. it's it's it, right this is gonna be a great episode again if you tell the truth i'm telling the truth i'm not good but i'll be all right yes, that'll sir. work respect respect you already know we're keeping you lifted my brother for sure yeah. Yeah, man that's why i'm still here come on come, come on. on come back hey they, they don't know we we recording this on a sunday so Right. Get some 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 some, vibes, some 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 spiritual vibes in this thing. That's why. Right. But church right. on Sunday, you my Chick Fil A. Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye dropped that bar for no reason. <laughs> or is it closed on Sunday? Oh snap! Close on Sunday. <laughs> man. Hmm. So let's get into it. Um, yeah. Let's get into it, man. Who's going first? Um, I think it's. I think Fitz is going first. Because yeah, you're older. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right. So as the, the elder statesman. Five minutes of... of I'm going to use that term. The elder statesman of... The, your experience in your um, early 20s. Or your 20s. Yeah, let's... let's the, the elder statesman of the group. We're going to talk about my experience. Thus far, it has been um, unique. And the reason why I say that is because in the midst of my early 20s COVID happened so when you lose an entire year of interaction of just being able to do things um it changes your perspective of what you are looking to get out of life right um for me at a point in time early on it was understanding that I needed to succeed at exactly what I wanted to do at the highest way possible, right? And just focusing on that and and putting a true ground into it. But what COVID did, and COVID actually opened a lot of doors for me um, in the midst 
of it, the pandemic of what it was, right? Um, COVID allowed me to understand that don't chase, and I used to think success very linearly. So I used to think money, I used to think, you know, having a house, kids, you know, just the, 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 the foray of life. But I started to understand that success, right? And understanding what life is for me is taking advantage of every opportunity that's given to you, right? And understanding the path it may take you on may be different, may be unique, but it may be the one you need in that moment. Um, because sometimes we get so focused and then so bogged down on creating this, you know, essentially this roadmap of how our life is going to go and what it's going to become. And COVID really showed me that one thing can take that all away or can change your entire trajectory or can, you know, put you on a different path. And I think it did it for a lot of people in the world um, just because it, it showed people that they have one more skill sets than one, um, as well as the thing that you thought you enjoyed the most or the things that you, you believe that would bring you the most joy, sometimes just don't. They don't, they, they, they can put you in a fog more so than put you on a path to move forward. Um, so that as well as take advantage of making memories, man. Um, memories doesn't include taking trips. Like it doesn't include making money or, you know, spending money essentially. Um, but just make memories with the people that you're around day in and day out, whether that's a, you know, just going out and experiencing something different that you haven't before, whether that's um, putting yourself out there you know, and just trying um, to take a chance on yourself and betting on yourself um, and just make memories because truly COVID showed me as it was, you know, attacking a various amount of age ranges um, and just in general, how life is. Life is really precious. Um, and at the end of the day, um, when your time comes, and I hate to make this day, I'm not trying to make this dark, but when your time comes, the questions you're going to ask yourself are, did I do everything that I wanted to do? Or did I take advantage of every moment that I should have? And if you have regrets, um, you're going to feel unfulfilled. Um, so please, please just, just make memories, take advantage of, of the moments and opportunities that you have ahead of you um, and, and give yourself a fighting chance and, and fulfilling the things that you want to do in your life, whether um it's as vain or as 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 wild as it may be just take you know take that step because you never know where it may lead you hey you know definitely some good stuff from fitz god himself hey appreciate it man. Appreciate it. from 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 the fitz god um thanks if <laughs> wow <laughs> Uh, I, I really didn't think that you were going to bring up COVID, but I mean, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that played a, a vital role in everybody's life. Yeah. Now that I really think about it. Um, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, well, basically, you're saying just be free, be yourself, and yeah. live, live in the now. Live, live in the now. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take the, the, the step and give my experience of my 20s my little you know my little two cents um biggest thing right now that is driving me is that you can't control everything um i 
the the transition from high school into where I am now, I try to do everything on my own. I tried to make a map, make like as you were saying, um, linear progression. Um, I try to do so many things on my own. It didn't work. Um, it didn't. It just didn't. And I'm 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 learning that. I'm still learning that actually. Letting letting to be think uh letting things be free and let them happen. Um, for those that don't know, obviously we all met at FAMU. Um, and I did end up going, <laughs> yeah, right. Did end up going and then I left. And then at that point in my life, I'm, I'm making the decision like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and as a 17 year old, 18 year old, my bad. No, yeah, 17 year old. No, it was 18. I turned 18 freshman year. Um, as an 18 year old, I'm like, okay, well, gotta do something. So then I choose to go to the military, you know, just why not? Um, one of the best decisions I could ever could have ever made. It it they they definitely 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 enforced a lot of things onto me um that I already knew I had, but it just kind of emphasized a little bit more like, you know, the integrity um morale uh, the discipline uh self-appreciation you know teamwork like stuff like that and and then you know and then I come back and then I try to go back to family because I'm still doing it my way and they don't worry like that and then and then I find myself back home and I try to try to get more jobs and they don't work like that and then here I am four or five years later, still working uh, at a gas station <laughs> doing or significantly making ends meet on a level where I am actually happy, positive. I think that um, in our 20s, we're so focused on what we should be doing or what we should have done or what, what could have done or where we should be, and that's not always the case. Like you said, Jessica, everybody has their own specific path. Um, and it just may not be that way. It just It just may not. Um, yeah, I know that my time away ate at me a lot for not being in school, not being on track, not having that, um, not having that uh that path with my friends, you know, being on track to graduate, you know, trying to do what I like while seeing my other friends succeed as well. And it's just it ate at me for a long time. But then I realized like I, there's nothing I could do about that. Um being happy for myself is being happy for them, if that makes any sense. And that um are we here now? Um so focused on securing the future that we forget about the present. And so go live in the present. You can't control everything and everything's going to be all right, realistically. It's going to suck. Still sucks a little bit. Everything's going everything's to be fine. As you as we continue to mature in our 20s, I think a lot of people can agree with me on that. Like how we're just so gung-ho on, on, on certain things or a lot of things and then start to mellow out, mature. Be like, oh, why, 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 why was I worried about that? And keep it going. Um, that's my biggest thing. 
at least for me about my 20s it's just can't control everything definitely can't um don't forget about the now right while trying to plan for the future right you get so focused on the future and you forget about now like like go do it now and yeah so those 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 my my cup things I really like that you said, you know, sometimes we're just like so gung-ho on specific things. Because I think like, well, because I just turned 22, I really only have like a year, maybe two if you count 20, to like talk about what I've experienced since then. And at the current point of life that I'm in, it looks very different than what 20 and 21 looked like for me. And I think when I look back on that time of my life, I was focused on the wrong thing, but I didn't know that it was the wrong thing. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to figure out that it was the wrong thing unless I chose to go the path that I did. <clears throat> because now I'm looking at it from an angle where I am, where I was praying about a few years ago and you know i realized that a lot of the things that i was stressing myself over were not going to serve me in this time of my life um whether that be friends whether that be like the things that i was doing when i was at fam like the things i was stressing myself out with like in terms of like i guess coursework and also like extracurricular as well like i don't know um could I have figured that out there? I think I did a little bit because I'd be really frustrated. I'd be like, oh, this is a waste of my time. But then again, like me saying, oh, this is a waste of my time and then continuing to do it makes me more of a clown in my own book. But um, I mean, I think it's so weird, right? Because undergrad gives you such a false sense of how life works. Like you think that everybody's going to be that close to you. It feels like forever, like those four years or whatever, like feels so long. So you get so used to having certain people in your life, whether that means they're three, four or five minutes away. You know, that relationship is just like, hey, let's go get some Chick-fil-A on West Tennessee. Like <clears throat> uh, it's, it's just that simple, you know, and then it's like the pivot, the, 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 the hard turn or the wall that you hit is when you have to leave. And then <clears throat> you have to figure out which one, which of those relationships are going to continue despite, you know, the distance or, you know, your mindset change. Because when you change environments, when you do different things in life, your mindset changes, you know. Um, I have a totally different attitude and set of productivity that I had than, than what I had when I was at FAM. And I thought that I was super productive when I was at FAM in comparison to like, you know, maybe some of the people around me, but I don't think I would have had nearly as much friends if I was this productive at that time of my life. So I kind of wonder if that time of my life, okay, well, I'll definitely say this because Fitz mentioned uh, the pandemic. When the pandemic hit for me, that's when I was planning to like start going out more, start making more friends outside of the hundred. Oh, excuse my language. Uh, you know, just... <laughs> Uh, you know, just just more meeting more people. And I knew a decent amount of people because I was in the college of ed and, you know, I'm just a friendly guy, but like putting myself in more deliberate social situations that didn't include the band because, 
yeah, there's a lot of reasons why someone would want that. And, you know, I won't be the one to tell you why. But, um, you know, that's when the pandemic hit for me. And what did that turn into? Like me and Shomar in 1931 and Sarah and Edwin for a while. Chad was never there. If you're listening to this, Chad, <laughs> you left us. But Chad came back eventually, but um, nah, like, bro, like, I mean, but the, at that time, I learned a lot about like investing in stock market and, you know, ways to practically make money, what, and to save my money, which is good because those things serve me to this day. Um, one thing I wish I would have learned, well, I learned the hard way through the pandemic. I got so big. I gained a lot of weight. I ate a lot of food and... I was, I, I think like I started working out before pre-drill, which is like when the band members like come back um, and just get ready for the season and stuff that didn't happen. So what's the point of having pre-drill, right? I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, I was at the gym and I like stepped on a scale and I was like probably like 40 pounds bigger. No, I'd definitely say like 50 pounds bigger than the last time I weighed myself. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was just in shock and I was like, nah, we ain't going down like this, bro. Like, no way. So, I mean, how did that translate to this time of my life? Now I'm a lot more intentional about my health. Like my weight now is like 40 pounds smaller than what I was then. So, I mean, I still have things that I want to target, but you know, had I had access to the information, well, had I found it important back then, I would be doing things differently. I'll say that. So I have a very limited. You prioritize a little bit better. Way better, way better. But like, if I if if all the times that we all went out to eat, right? If I was like, guys, I don't know, I have only nine hundred calories left for today. I can't go to Miller's and get a Zinger's Mountain Milk. Like, like, I would have missed out on so much memories, you know? Yeah. Nah, I agree. It's a push and pull. You know? It is. It is. Um, that's one thing I gotta say. COVID. Put me on a health binge um and i have those moments where i get into it and then you fall off the wagon and you fall hard you fall <laughs> hard bro i would say i'm in one of those moments right now where i kind of fell off the wagon and i fall in hard and i just need to get back up um it's just because when you transition it's, it's so funny you say that but just using that um when you transition to new things it throws off your entire schedule and for me it was i transitioned to a new job so mm -hmm. I went from a job where I had a lot of time to myself and I was able to kind of plan my day out to structure nine to five. This is what it is. I can't, and it's funny, I was telling my girlfriend this the other day um, about eating breakfast. Like I used to be a little bit better about eating breakfast. Now I don't at all. Like, I might get a granola, like a granola bar at our office. That's about it. And I'm drinking yeah. water majority <laughs> of the day and then I eat lunch, maybe dinner, maybe dinner, lunch. If lunch is heavy enough, I'm probably not eating dinner. Like if it can carry me out throughout the day, I'm kind of, you know, not in that place. But the best time that I had like my best health and I was actually seeing results was when I ate three times a day, if not more. Like when I was on a consistent breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, and I was counting calories, like I used my Samsung health out health app. Shout out to all the Galaxy backslash Android people out there. 
Yes, this uh, your phone. I, I, I want to go ahead and stop you right there because we need to go ahead and delete that comment. But you no. can go ahead and continue because this is an Apple universe, and you're no, not going to taint, you're not going to your taint our universe. But I was utilizing that stuff, and it, I I had a priority towards it, and it made me feel better. It got me going. But now I just wake up in enough time to get to work. Like I wake mm-hmm. up, take a shower, get dressed, go to work. Like I don't wake up. I could wake up earlier to go. Um, you know, go out and run, go out and work out, go do something. And some days I actually do, but then I just end up laying in the bed the entire time. So it's just, <laughs> I, I agree with that wholeheartedly of that, that prior, prioritization, a prioritization um, of what you want and what you're looking for out of your life. Um, yeah. And, and focusing in on those things. That, that's a huge one. Yeah. Spoon. No, nah, big facts. <laughs> I, I cannot I cannot stress this enough. While we're in our 20s, this, this is the gateway for uh, a lot of things to happen. I'm being so, so vague, but this is because I'm pretty sure I'm talking to a lot of 20-year-olds. So your things are your things, yes, but um, make the habits now, make the change now, do the things now. All right, so you can see what what does and what doesn't work. Like, I cannot. I I so I, I think about it, and and I made the post on Instagram one time, and I know you got. I know I think I'm pretty sure all you guys seen it where, um, I I uh, it was it was like it was before it was before I went to go go get my Series X, and I used to walk right to the bus stop get take the bus take the train take another bus and then get to like it used to take me like three hours to get to work and then when I got a car or I actually had two cars I was like dang I, I'm, I'm gonna go walk to the bus stop real quick because a lot of things like I said we, we, we get so gung-ho and focused on certain things not thinking of you know what's gonna happen and so I took the time to go walk to the that same bus stop that I used to to walk to five, six, even seven days a week to, to go anywhere. And it just it just put a lot of things in perspective. While I was doing this, oh, this shit sucked. Shit sucked. But a year or two later, I, I had no focus on. I was just worried about how I was already sweaty before I get to work. Um, <laughs> and then now it's like, I have two cars. I'm driving a rental. I'm about to get a new car. I'm like a brand new car. Like it, it's just just go ahead and do it now. It sucks. But it's gonna it's gonna go ahead and, and get you prospering sometime later. It may not be as long as it was for me. It may not be a year or two, maybe six months, three months, right? And so now that now that we're all seeing this, like just in your job, Matt, your prioritization with your health. Like the, do you see the 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 things that kind of come to into fruition when you're very intentional about them, right? Intent, it's key yes. word, right? Intent. Intent, which is another thing that's actually going to be leading our twenties, right? And be very intentional about everything. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's a. Know this this is a little. Well, I'm already emotional because today is Mother's Day, but you know, then when we get to like our twenties, like. And and you you guys just think about your stories individually, bro. That shit, 
I'll be the first one to admit that I don't like to because it makes me uncomfortable. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, you know, like whenever you get to an application and then you got you basically got to sell yourself. Like that's easier than than sometimes doing it in person because I don't like to talk about myself. Right. That's very unfortunate because we have a podcast. I know, people, right? These people know nothing about you. This is like practice, though. It's like practice, you know? No, like, I agree with that, man. Because I kid you not, uh, I remember when I did my resume for the job I'm in right now, currently. And yeah, the one of the uh, ladies that hired me, she was saying when she looked at my resume, she was like, I know you've done so much more than what you've put on here. And the fact of the matter was I had, I just didn't either, one, I didn't think of it as like- Important. Something as important that I can put on a resume. And she was like, no, like all of that is it. Like yeah. all of that is like, don't never sell yourself short of your experiences and what you do. Um, because I kind of only hit the big, you know, the big stuff that you're supposed to do on, on resumes most times. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm huge on that. I hate having to sell myself or talk about myself or speak of myself like because it's sometimes it can become so vain just in general just having that conversation or sharing it um but you're right nick we have a podcast man we need to get <laughs> better about right. it right very exactly. soon right and this and, and 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 like i said let's let's just go back to episode one right where we where we you know just kind of did it just why not and then everybody's biggest thing is you guys kind of need to open up more. And then yeah. we dropped like the mental health and the vulnerability episode, which is tough. Oh my God. And then now here we are <laughs> where exactly. it's like, we're not all the way there, but there's definitely, definitely a lot of progress. But we potting. Right. We're right. growing, man. Still, still potting. Growing pains. Right. Hey, so what are the... <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to do like maybe like three or just like the biggest one, but like what are the biggest changes that you've noticed since I guess you the previous phase of your life? So if we're if we're gonna call this phase like the twenties, so like however long you've been in your twenties, like what's different about you know now than before? Like before not in your twenties, before being twenty. Oh, okay. So like high school. So yeah, yeah like high school. Your friends. Um, or my, I mean, for me, school, yeah. Like I, when I got the fam, I was like seventeen. Seventeen, so like, seventeen yeah, too, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were all seventeen, you know. Correct. I mean, a very good game. So, um, but <laughs> so you're talking about the high school and and the transition in the freshman year. That, that's what you're getting at. Not necessarily. I mean, like, could be like late teen, you know. So, like, yeah. probably like seventeen. Yeah, like that point. Because, uh, I mean, I, okay. there's a lot of things that you could say are very right. different between now and, like, 13, 14, yeah. you know? No, I, yeah, absolutely. So, definitely, definitely my, uh, my mindset about myself, um, if that makes any sense. So, transition from freshman year to now, I am very arrogant, um, and and I'll be the first to say that. And everybody should. All right, now, okay. Let me throw out a couple words. Yes, humility. Uh, yes, you know, being mindful of, you know, the people around you when you say certain things. Okay, but being in my twenties now 
and before, I'm not gonna say I had the I had the worst self confidence, but I just I you what I used to what I say now I'd probably never say that I am very very arrogant, um just because of some of the things that I've been through and now where I am, I I, I can genuinely say that I can pretty much do anything I put my mind to, um so definitely that's a mindset changer for myself. Um, we threw out the word earlier, very intentional. I think life is too short to be sitting here lying, which we talked about that last episode. Stop lying. All right. It takes zero. Well, actually, it, it is a skill. But um, I don't know. It takes zero effort to, to tell the truth. But yeah, being intentional is great. And, I, and it, it sucks because I can say that most of the people that I've interacted with um, outside of my basic friend group are not intentional at all even if they're in my age. So uh, beforehand, I'm probably just doing a lot of talking when I was in my, you know, my, my, my late teens. Now, no, very intentional, very truthful, very honest about where I'm going, what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do. And I'm very arrogant because I, I know that I can do whatever it is I set my mind to. Um, and then now, hmm. I'd say I'd say I'd be pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty lenient with people giving them a chance, right? I I know when I wasn't given a chance in my teen years, and I just you know give the worst to people immediately. Now I'm gonna give you a chance. I don't know what you've seen, been through, heard, dealt with. I don't know, so I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm a little bit more patient, right? And that comes with the honesty as well. It's like I. I still don't think that you're amounting to anything, but let me give you a shot because go ahead and change my mind because we have the time. I think those are my biggest, my three biggest things right now between then and now. I think those are the things that have changed indefinitely within myself. I'll go next. Um, I think the biggest thing, well, I'm not going to steal your answer, but intent is huge because like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna be like condescending towards my former self, but I felt like there was a lot of like ambition there, but not practicality, you know? Yeah. So like, there's a lot of want, but not a lot of, okay, this is how we're gonna get to that want, you know? That's, that's really different. I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm just learning and I'm being like super specific about applying myself and like using the assets that I have, the skill set to get closer to what I view as my own personal success that I didn't learn until I left undergrad where opportunities were a lot easier to get. <laughs> it was just so much easier. Maybe that had more to do with the fact that I was an undergrad and colleges tend to cater towards undergrad and doctoral students. Um, or just the fact that the environment that I was in was so up for grabs that if I really, if I wanted it like 20%, like you could just get it. Um, so the biggest change that I, well, not only that I've noticed within myself, but I've had to make if I'm going to see any level of success is learning how to apply myself and phrase what I can do in such a way where people want me on their team or want me a part of what it is that they're doing. I like that. I like both of your eyes. Nick, 
you kind of said the ones I wanted to say, so I had to think of different ones as I was uh, <laughs> listening to you guys. So, thank you. But I thought of them. Um, so the biggest things I've noticed within myself um, is I recognize my emotions. So when I was a preteen and in high school, and I, I told my girlfriend this the other day, Sarah, if you're watching or when you watch, because I know you probably are, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I told her the other day that I used to operate like a machine in high school and undergrad a lot. Um, the moment that I shared with you all back in the vulnerabilities episode, I think it was that episode about my mom was like the first realization of my emotions and understanding that I have to feel them, um, to feel them. A lot of times things would happen, uh, things would go on in my life and I just pushed through, um, because I used to literally tell myself this, but emotions get in the way of my life. I cannot think or operate if I'm emotional. Like I need to be able to process and do the things I need to do every day to get through. So I need to push this to the side so I can get to where I want to go for my personal success. And I realize that's a detriment because it just builds up to attack your ass three, four years later. Mm -hmm. And that understanding unlocked so much more about how I can use my emotions to not only make my logic better, but to be more in tune with myself to achieve the goals that I'm looking to achieve. Um, because when you when you don't understand yourself completely, you cannot truly say you want the things that you want because you don't know if that 100% of you are benefiting or are truly built into getting those goals. Yeah. So that realization really kicked in for me um in my 20s because I kept pushing that down like I kept it, it wasn't on my priority list I kept pushing my emotional state down um because I felt as though logic was what was going to get me there learning and understanding and, and gaining knowledge was what was going to get me there but you gain that also within your emotions you understand yourself better and not only yourself you're more understanding of people in the situations they go through um, as well when you do that so that's one thing I learned as well as an understanding to to just know that I have more skill sets than what I did right and understanding of growth um, when you go through high school a lot of times and I, I, I honestly when I look at it from freshman year to senior year I really didn't feel like I grew I just felt like I went through the grades and I graduated. Um, but when you understand the actual growth that you see within yourself, when you look back at old conversations or you meet back with somebody in high school uh, and you just talk about where you were to where you are now and the things that you do, you really, you really become appreciative of that growth you've had, like of where you were then, um, whether it be mindset, whether it be, um, who you hung out around, what you wanted to do, who you wanted to become, you really um, appreciate the areas that you grow in, whether it's becoming more independent and being able to take care of the things and take care of yourself, whether it's becoming more open and honest with yourself as well as sharing yourself more with people. Um, I think that level of growth is something that's underrated in a lot of people's experiences, especially in high school, because you just do the work, matriculate through, you know, graduate. But in college, 
and I, I have to be, you know, quite honest, in a lot of cases, the lack of growth can prevent you from obtaining the success you're looking for in undergrad, um, as well as the success you're looking for in life. So if you don't understand where you are, you'll never know where you're going. And I know people use that cliche statement a lot, but it really, it really, if you never look back at where you've been, you can never see where you're going because you have to understand the things that you dealt with where you've been are experiences that will not only motivate you, but teach you and give you lessons to, to avoid when you're growing and where you're going. I'm going to finish me spitting, man. Honestly, I, I probably wouldn't have never, never even looked at the emotional side. I, I, I think all of us. It's true, right? <laughs> I know. It's true. Because, bro, as soon as you said that, I was like, wow. Right? Go from shutting down to talking. Yeah, like, I open up about this stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, I dog, I used to really feel like a robot. Like, I got to keep pushing. Like, there is no stop. There is no stopping in my 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 thing. And I, you, I used to literally tell people all the time, I'm like, emotions get in the way of my life. So I don't have time to cry. I don't have time to sit here and pout with you. I have to keep thinking of the next thing that's going to push me forward. Um, yeah, these the these emotions the are in the way. Like <laughs> I want to, you know, extend. And I know some people would look at me or like you're an asshole or you're heartless. And it's I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. Like I really do feel what the things you're going through. I just don't do that well. Like I just push that off. Like you may feel need to, the understanding because it's going to help you gain that. And some people are very good about understanding that early on in their lives where they need that release and need those things to move forward. For me, it wasn't. It was like, I need to learn. I need to just take in as much knowledge as possible. And sometimes emotions cloud and I just, yeah. I don't need emotions no clouds. Down the way. I need sun and yeah. just positivity. And one thing I realized is you're not always going to have sun. Like sometimes yeah. the clouds are going to be of your own creation. Sometimes the clouds are just going to come about because of something that's happened in your life. But that doesn't mean that you can make them go away. Like, we can't change the weather outside, so why can't you change the weather in your head? Or how can you change the weather in your head? Like, you you don't have that power, your ability. You have to kind of go through it and understand what's going on in the moment to get back to those sunny days. I feel like the whole world praying for me. I mean, wait, hey, no, I said it wrong. Uh, it's all right. It's not. I understood the bar. It's actually not. It's actually not. Kendrick ever watches this, he'd be terrible. Hey, May 13th. We, we hey, doing yes, a, a special? Yes, sir. A special pod. They just leaked the um the heart part five. Oh wow. Don't tell a lie on me. But um nah, but they yeah, they were like, oh, listen to the heart part five on Spotify. Someone caught it and then they took it off of Spotify. Somebody getting fired. Somebody getting fired. They they out here doing the Lord's work. So it. I'm pretty sure Apple will take him. He's doing the Lord's work. It's okay. <laughs> That's it. He really is. <laughs> Honestly, truthfully, and respectfully. Um, what are the biggest differences that you guys notice between now and like when you were an early teen? What are like things that you know now that you would like to have been privy to back then? Maybe some things about yourself, things about the way the world works. <laughs> well, I mean, at that stage, we have such a like ridiculous view of how things actually work. So I would oh. be. Um, I 
hate to say this, right? Well, you don't. No, I don't. You're right. Social media <laughs> plays way too much of a role in your 20s than it does. In, I, like, honestly, I honestly thought that high school was like the height of your social media life, right? Like, I thought because you're around so many more people, you can interact with so many more people in your area, things like that. But when you get to college and even after college, like, people put so much stock in that. And I thought it was very much the reverse. I thought people use that to build the clout in high school and to get to college and to connect, but it's almost reverse. It's like people use it in high school very sparingly. And then as they get in college, it grows and grows and grows. And then people attempt to continue to build clout or show what they're doing and everything now. And I'm like, yeah it's it's really i like i use and it's funny i have a twitter i only used it in high school and college and in the freshman year of undergrad and it was because it connected me to majority of the class or majority of the people that came to famu in 28 2014 class of 2018 um but after that i didn't touch twitter anymore i rarely post on facebook um that's why i was like it was very reverse for me like i utilized it because I thought that's how you connected with friends and everything. And I mean, you can continue to utilize it, but just people put so much stock in it. And I think it, it, it affects, like, I'm not trying to discredit anyone's experience and saying that kids today are being way affected as well too, but I feel like people put way too much stock in it in college and in your twenties. Like, I feel like social media is very preteen. Like I don't use it much now, but it, that was probably my biggest difference is like I used it way so much more in high school than I did in preteen years than I did now than I do now like I don't I don't see the stock in it I don't see the value besides you know being updated to you know 20% of someone's life some people are very open and they share you know all of themselves on it but most people don't they just share the good stuff and they leave um I was gonna say like I think that's a whole nother level of productivity that everybody gets to at a certain level or at different points, because yeah. like, I think the best thing that I could have done for myself, like at this phase of my life is just stop using my main, like Instagram. Yeah. Um, I stopped doing that for like, maybe like two months where I just like, didn't use it, didn't log into it. Nothing. The only thing I had was like my business page and yeah. that, that helped a lot now. I need to do I need to do that again so that I can you know get off of it again. Um, but I use it significantly less now. Like I think back then, like I used to like hit the hour limit, and then my phone would be like, "You have no more time for Instagram," and I'd be like, "Haha, yes I do," because I'm gonna press this button and I'm gonna have a limited time. But like, yeah, no, I I uh, I, I totally agree. We put way too much stock into it, and I just I'd be feeling like uh, these people are just losers, man. Yeah, I feel like if that's like if your if your biggest thing is gonna be like, you know, Instagram or the next caption or whatever, like, I mean that's that's cool. Like you know if that's if that's like something you want to do, or you put value in, and you put value in, that's not the same thing as living it. You know, like living your life according to that 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 way. Like, bro, like I could care less because the thing is, at the end of the day, bro. Those people are, regardless of how popular you are, right? If you have a thousand followers and say 800 of them watch your story, you post something on your story, only four of those people are going to respond. Right. Or like, you know, so like, 
social media is just a weird way of like stalking other people yeah like i i have really people i used to be really close with that like we kind of fell out or something like that or uh we could still be talking but like instead of like having a conversation they just watch all my stuff on social media it's so weird but that's that's like another thing but yeah um i'll say um the biggest biggest difference for me um between now and my preteen stages probably the way that i look at relationships um i think i had a lot more reliance on like being in a relationship back then than i do right now because right now i'm just kind of accepting that like uh honestly Wisely, but Nick, go ahead. Nick, you, Nick, you, you go. You go. I need to put this. I need to put this. For once on the pod, I lost my train of thought and I was like, eh, I don't want to say that. Uh, I mean, I guess. Wisely. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that, especially when I was like early in undergrad, like I really wanted to be in a relationship like, like really, really badly. And the problem with that was I was like, so I was like, not forward at all. Right. So like, I remember there was this girl that I was talking to that I really liked at the time. And I think like at the end of our first year, I told her, I was like, in our, uh, in, uh, in our first semester, when we had that class together, I had the biggest crush on you. She got so mad. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, damn, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little baby boy, but I mean, nah, like, nah, you gotta say what we used to say. Yeah, nah, I can't say that, bro. <laughs> um, but now, up. yeah, right. Omar would be so disappointed in me. Um, nah, now I just we're disappointed in him. Yeah, for the yeah. rest of time. Oh yeah, yeah. Say him and. Um, I'll say, at that point, I used to just like settle a lot. And now I'm not, I'm so unwilling to settle because I have such a specific idea of what the woman that I want to be with looks like. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't compromise. I mean, I compromise. It's different to build with someone to learn what she may want of me and what I may want of her, but there are traits and there are things that you can pick up from the first interactions of someone with someone and you know that this is just not something that would work long term or or it's not you know so now i'm a lot like i've always been comfortable with myself and just spending time by myself but i feel like in comparison to most people my age like i don't i'm not the reliance on a relationship is like totally different i know a lot of people my age that um feel like what what they're like at, they they found someone at 21, 20, 21, and like they're like, oh yeah, there's nothing else out in the world for me. And if you feel like that, I'm so sorry. But I mean, now not to say that there aren't people who find it at 20, 21. My parents have been married for like 37 years, but I told them like, you lived in a different time because that's just. It's that's, different that's, now. It really is. Quite a, it, the people. Different. Yeah. That's man. 1% right now. Yeah, man. I ain't, find, I ain't finding nobody that I want to chop it up with that that young. So I'm yeah. good. I'm vibing. Peace. Y'all boys took it in a different direction than what I thought. Um, 
personally, preaching, I would say if I had any advice for myself, it would just be to like loosen and lighten up. During my preaching years, obviously I was dealing with some things and I'll go ahead and make them, I'll mention them now so that nobody is lost. But during my preaching years, okay, so I, I, I lost my mother, right? So I, I did pretty much the end of middle school and high school by myself because my father was a truck driver always on the road. So I spent a lot of time for myself uh, developing and growing. My sister was in college. So my sister was away. I did not have a living mom. And then my father was always away through, through work. So middle school to high school, I just felt like I had to mature so much faster. And so when I ended up being, I guess you can call this like a Jaden Smith moment, but I just felt like a lot of my friends didn't understand the burden that I had and that I had to just focus solely on trying to graduate and then get out because I didn't know what else to do. Nobody understood what I was possibly going through. So a lot of the conversations that I used to have with my friends, be like, hey, you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Not really. I really don't. Do you have the money? To get? I really don't. Can you ask your parents? I really can't. Like, I, I just can't. There is no outlier. There is no solution. A lot of my friends took those burdens upon me for me. And I kind of didn't want them to do that because I don't think they understood why I was always in the position that I was in. Like if, if I didn't have a ride after school for band practice, oh, I walked home, definitely. Hey, why are you walking home? I don't have a ride. Where's your, don't have one. <laughs> don't have it. Um, and, and that caused me preaching to be pretty much an emotional wreck. I didn't know how to, I mean, I would, love to know I didn't I didn't expect myself to but I didn't know how to process any of my emotions at all and senior year was pretty much well junior year going into senior that was pretty much the breakthrough for myself actually when I finished when I started to figure out who I was becoming and I started to lighten up a little bit which is which is cool but preaching dude that was an emotional wreck um didn't think anybody knew what what was going on which they didn't I didn't want them to either and I just felt like, I just felt like I was a bubble outside of the bubble, if that makes any sense. Like I was on like a little island just by myself. And so here I am later, years later, where I wish I would have been able to just free myself from the shackles that wasn't my fault, if that makes any sense. Like I wanted to be a lot more honest and open and free and go to the parties and go to the shindigs and you know talk more like I didn't talk <laughs> I, I, I just I just didn't talk and and, and 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 those who who understand and or who know me from then like yeah you guys may have known to the extent but then when I go back to the when we go back to the vulnerability episode and I and I made mention about the story about how uh, the young lady who I was in a relationship with at the time asked me about my mom and I said what do you need to know about that for you like you, you can't bring her back I, I don't know why you're crying because she's not your mom like, and I think I'm like wow I was such an asshole <laughs> I was such an asshole but it's like I didn't know how to deal with my emotions I didn't understand how you let people help when when, when they're supposed to help or at least they're trying to help um, even if it was unwarranted it's just crazy um 
yeah, I would definitely just lighten, just lighten the hell up a little bit, dude. Was yeah, wish I definitely wish, wish I would have known that. Not to say I was like miserable or anything. I mean, kind of, but you know, I still had like my time in you know field trips and stuff. But I really, I really cast myself away on purpose just because I felt like nobody understood what I was going through or could possibly understand. So yeah, emotional wreck preteen. Yeah, band band was my uh, was my drug. So. I used to go in. Maybe high school band. <laughs> yeah, college band, absolutely not. He was like, um, that band. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I went I went on some of the pieces were amazing. And I just I used to go in there and just let it all out. And then, you know, on my size two and a half read. And then um no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. Just go let it out, whatever performance, whatever music, whatever, and then just go back to class. And that 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 was that was my thing. That was my biggest thing, honestly. Um, but yeah, preteens is that was emotional wreck. Emotional wreck. Hey man, so, we just didn't know. And then, yeah. yeah, and no one, yeah. no one really showed, you know, uh, <clears throat> those things at times too. Like, um, so I get that. I, Nick, I like laughed when you said this, but I wasn't like laughing at you. It was just the way you said it. You were like, I, you know, I wasn't miserable as a kid. Well, kind of. And I'm like, <laughs> why did you say that? Like, he was like, you know, you know, I wasn't miserable like, or anything. Well, kind of. Because like when I but, think about it, because when I think about it, it could have, it could have been w- way worse than what it, like realistic, statistically, one, I shouldn't be here, and two, I should be way different than 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 where I am now. Like, yeah, you know, growing up, I, I used to hear people say, "And you're not selling drugs, and you ain't got no kids, and you're not here gang banging." Like, you, you're, you're already like a living legend. And I'm like, yeah. what does that even mean? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does For that really? mean? Um, yeah. So I I I think of those moments, and I'm like, well, it could have been way worse. Um, but that's that's trying that's me trying to take back how much it it was you know and like you try not to complain because you know people got it way worse yeah. yeah that doesn't take away from your own situation and I try to tell people that yes bro that's exactly what I was thinking I was like you can't use that as ammunition to like invalidate or like make your situation less important right, right. yeah. So when I said that, I was like, eh, it was miserable. And then I was like, it wasn't that bad. Because, you know, when I think about the basics, I mean, yeah, nobody was there, but I had a home to go to. I mean, yeah, the water didn't work sometimes, but I mean, most time it did. So it wasn't that miserable, but it was miserable. So yeah. that, I mean, that's that's just kind of how I did that. Probably. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. We, we've already discussed the issues. So, it, yeah, it was pretty miserable. And I'm, I'm not going to lie either. It was pretty miserable. Um, yeah. I just felt like I had to become an adult really, really fast, which kind of transitions us to the next point, right? Because the main question here is going to be, are we all, or can we say that we're fully functional adults, right? Or at least what point in life are we going to obtain that title? Or is it handed us when we received a certain age? Or is it, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. I think people believe that it is when you get to be of a certain age. I know people that are like, you know, for for me, it's like, you have to be like, 
hope I'm using this word right. This is the one like unilaterally an adult. I'm gonna Google it really quick. You don't have to. Um, no, I need to. Um, <laughs> my biggest thing. Yeah. Was... Hey, actually, that wasn't so bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was, you know, in the ballpark. But um, like, yeah, like literally, like in every facet, the person that you rely on is yourself. You know, when people get to college, they're like, "I'm 18. I'm out of my house. I'm an adult." Every other week, you're calling your mom. Hey, mom, can you send me some money for groceries? You go to the grocery store. Yeah, I'm buying my own groceries. I, I got the money. Hey, mom, uh, can you send me some money for um, a haircut or my nails? You know, like, so are you conditionally an adult? Or are you, you know, like a developing adult? You know, like, I mean, personally, there's still, like, at this point of my life, there's still a, a good bit that I rely on my parents for, you know, like I need my parents to support me in a lot of different ways. Well, yeah, I mean, but even it's, it's funny because like, I guess for, for the most part, for me, I think about it like from a school angle, like, yeah, I mean, I feed myself, I wake myself up every day, I go to school, you know, but I still, I still need my parents where, where I feel like I'd be more considered as a fully functioning adult is like closer to where like you are with your life, Justin, like where, like you really just relying on you, you know, like, and that's just, that's it. You know, um, I don't think it's an age thing. I think a lot of people think that that's what that is, but I don't personally believe in that. I was like, I don't either. Oh, Nick, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> um awkward silence for the people just listening but i was bowing yeah. down to the fifth god himself because uh, he's about to bless us with his words no i'm just about to share my perspective so <laughs> um from a american capitalistic standpoint i am a fully functioning adult i do my right. taxes i pay my own rent i pay my own car insurance I'm still on my parents' health insurance because I'm just taking advantage of their premiums, but eventually I'm about to start taking doing that myself. So um, from that perspective, yeah, like, you know, I take care of my bills. Um, I have a job, you know, I'm making my own money. I'm not really under my parent. Like I'm not a dependent on their taxes, nor am I dependent on any funds from them right now is there moments or are there going to be moments where I might, Hey, can you loan me or can you help me with? Yeah, totally. And I remember, I remember having this conversation with my dad. Um, and this is just, uh, a personal experience moment. Uh, this doesn't really tie into the point, but I remember when I moved out of my parents' house, um, my biggest fear, cause my dad had told me this early on in life and it kind of just stuck with me. He was like, Hey, once you move out, that's it. Can't come back. I'm trying to come back. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that's the goal. I can't F up. So I'll, I always put this pressure, this intrinsic pressure on myself to not F up, right? Like my bills gonna be taken care of. Like I'm gonna always be on time with rent, which to this day I have been, you know, I've never missed rent. Um, Everything, right? But I remember when I actually made the decision to move out and I was having a conversation with my dad and my dad was like, he was like, you and my older brother um, were built like him because my dad was like, you know, once he moved out of my grandmother's house, that was it. Like he, he didn't go back. 
he went back obviously for you know birthday celebrations stuff like that and he stayed in Tallahassee he lived in town he lived here his entire life so he was always around my grandmother but he never moved back in like he's been able to take care of his life from that moment on um and he was like y'all are built like that because he was like I see it like y'all don't want to have to come back here or do anything he was like but I always want you to know that you can if you run into a moment if something comes up like if you just in the dumps you can come back like there will always be space here for you there will always be a place for you at the end of the day and I don't think people understand that aspect of being an adult is having that just in your back pocket and knowing that security blanket is there just in case because it motivates you one to create that life for your kids when you eventually have them um as well as it just knows that my parents are always going to be there for me one and it's it's so important that they say that yeah it's so important that they say that because sometimes as children we take things so literally yep and we hold it we hold on to it forever (laughs) i'm getting triggered right now actually no man like i same similar situation like i i got out the house my mm, i got out the house younger in comparison yeah so like i feel like and this isn't something that my dad has ever said to me but i feel like I can't go back home, Yeah, you know? And I don't want to either because that's a level of surrender that I'm not willing to commit to. But, you know, like, it's important to know at the end of the day that I have someone to support me at the end of the day. And it doesn't always necessarily have to be my dad because I have really good friends as well. Right. Um, But, you know. Getting triggered. I was saying, y'all boys know, y'all always got a place here at that apartment. Now, 704, um, you don't know the complex though. So y'all can't come find me, you weirdos out there of the world. <laughs> at apartment 704 for my, my boys. Y'all already know. Right. Hey, if, if anything else ever happened, or you just needed somewhere to come. We're, we're always here. Um, but um, I think the aspect of fully functioning adult that a lot of people miss is the emotional backslash personal. And the reason why I say that like that is because when you become a fully functioning adult, you're able to take critique without feeling yeah. some type of way. You're able to say no respectfully. You're able to have conversations, mature conversations around topics that just didn't before. And that is the aspect that I am not. I'm still growing in those areas. My, And I, I've been looking into it a lot just to understand me in the last coming days um all of us have an inner child like things that we as children were not um taken care of fulfilled satisfied as a child so they leak into our adult life and when we're triggered it just reverts back to a memory or a point or something that happened as we were kids and we feel some type of way we might get bogged up things like that um one thing i have to say about my long distance relationship is it's forced me to really look at myself in my in that manner in my inner child and being certain that I've really cleared up a lot of either trauma and or um, just bad experiences that I had in general, uh, where because I devalued my voice or my experience when I was younger, now that I'm trying to 
be more open and speak more freely. The second that I feel like I'm not heard, I get into, you know, a mood. And that's because it reverts back to when I was a kid and I used to not say anything. I would just keep that pin up. But it forces you to recognize those things and to really process them and understand that one, some of the things that you may have done could have been self-inflicted. And two, how do I understand that I shouldn't have done that to myself and I need to grow from it? Um, so there's been a lot of conversation around that for me in the last couple of days, in the last coming days, um, just in general for me, um, just conversations that I've been having with myself personally. Um, but it's come up in um, conversations that I've had with my significant under other and understanding, um, like for the first time I can, I can honestly genuinely say like in the past, I would get into an argument. I'd be like, okay, I don't know how far this is going to go. Now I actually willingly truly fight for it, right? I actually want this to become a fruition because this is where I see my life going. This is who I see my life, you know, being with. And that's just taking that level of understanding you and what you want and how bad you want it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the aspect of fully functioning adult we don't unpack a lot we just think about oh I take care of my bills oh I can pay for things myself oh I can take myself on a trip but are you doing the work the inner work the shadow work um, some people you know call it within yourself to mature and become that fully functioning adult I'll also say that I think that a big thing that makes a difference when you factor in like those difficult conversations to have with someone that you may be intimately involved with, it becomes a lot easier when you want to be in that relationship. Yep. It's not easier, or it's not easy, but it becomes a lot easier to willingly, of your own volition, put in that effort. Because it's like, especially when you have disagreements, like, I think like, maybe like earlier this year, I was talking to somebody and then like, we just had the stupidest disagreement ever. And like, she just wanted to argue. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Well, I feel like I, I don't know what you're I, talking about. I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to deal with this. I don't so have I won't. Story. Exactly. <laughs> so I like I think no, I feel like we're having a so like she just like thumbs up my message and didn't respond, didn't give me anything to respond to. And I was like, I'm not gonna beg you to talk to me. So right. guess, or communicate. Yeah. To, to communicate with me. That that's that aspect that's missing a lot. Like and that's one thing I've realized in when you look at your friends from undergrad or your friends from high school and your life and as you grow and mature, like look at them and see have they done that work within themselves? Because sometimes that, like, like you said, Matt, earlier in an understanding, like what relationships you want to carry with you and what relationships that you see being a benefit to your life. Um, a lot of times those are the telltale signs that push you away from it. It's not so much that you guys stop talking. It's not so much that um, distance played a role. You just see that they still do the same things that you were doing when you were 18 and you met them your freshman year. And you're like, I'm not trying to be on that. Yeah, yeah. I can't right. move on from this. That This isn't, you know, the aspect of my life anymore. Like, right. um, and I think, sometimes and especially in people like the, the three of us and all of our experiences um i think that aspect of us of not wanting to go out of not wanting to 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 do that sometimes saved us not being put into situations or in crowds that could set us up for failure yeah. um, so i don't want to discredit you know yes there is some ways we could have had a better experience and just enjoying life a little bit better but i think we prevented ourselves a lot of 
other trouble. things from happening and trouble getting into um, just avoiding a lot of those situations. And I can, you know, it's about three or four and on the top of my head I can think of where I avoided it or I, that just wasn't the type of thing I wanted to be in at that time because I was doing something else and my purpose was set on something else. And I avoided a completely bad situation that ended up coming out of that because I decided to, to stay on my path and stay um, true to me, essentially. So um, I just want to say that, like, that you. aspect of being an adult is, is the side of it that people have to understand. It's not just um, just being able to take care of your bills and stuff. It's really unbreaking and unlearning um, bad habits and trauma um, that you had within your life into pushing you and helping you prosper. I know that uh, for myself, we, we're going to start this generation of wealth. We're going to, I took it upon myself that it stops with me. All right. And it's going to start with me. So when I talk about having children, yeah, I'm going to be the father that I know I can be. I'm going to be the grandfather that I know I can be. I'm going to be the great, great grandfather. All right. I'm going to be the one to be like, yeah, bring the kids over and go do what you want but I ain't raising your kids. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I want to, and I was having a conversation about this with my sister. I want to be able to teach my children financial freedom before they even understand what that is. Like, I want to set my children up. I want to, and and, and that's taking understanding for me right now. This has nothing to do, well, I'm not going to say it has nothing to do with being an adult, <clears throat> but these are just some of the things that I think about Um while being a, a fully functional adult, because Justin, I am finally free of the clutches. So when you were like, yeah, everybody can pay their bills. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, damn. I guess this is kind of fresh for me. I'm kind of free for me. He was like, yeah, everybody can wake up. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I go to work, you know, willingly and I come home. And, you know, I, I do, I do things, I clean up, I decorate, you know, stuff like that. Um, but then you said it, it's a little bit past that. So like I, I said, I just started thinking about like, okay, well, as an adult, I need to be able to be free from all the stuff that happened before, especially if I want to move into a relationship with, some, with somebody, because whatever happened prior to us meeting is not their fault. Right? It's not my fault either. Right. Well, this is, this is never I had this going on when I was in this relationship. So this is the way I act now. That's not my fault. And you need to go do some healing of your own. All right. Um, Triggered. That is not my problem. I am not a problem. Well, we are, as men, technically, we're problem solvers. But that's just not my fault. All right. Um, yeah. And I just. <laughs> if I got to solve your problems, am I? What are you doing? <laughs> What were you doing before I got here? Ah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, man. I just, I remember a lot of people our age, Matt, just as soon as they go, I'm 18, I'm grown. Who, who pay your phone bill? Bugging B. Who pay your phone bill? <laughs> Turn that off. Go get that Cricket wireless package. Right. <laughs> I'm grown. I'm 19. Yeah. yeah. What does grown mean? Like, uh, you know. Uh, I, man, you just. I, 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 I think I can say I'm an adult. 
of fully. No, fully. hell yeah, you can. I'm not discrediting anything. You can. Hell yeah, you can. I think I'm a fully functional adult. Um, but you know, that that being said, as well, as far as my friends and my mindset goes about my peers as well, that has also changed because I just felt like for a long time, if you're not with me, then it's fuck you. And it shouldn't be that way. I, I genuinely think that a lot of people that I have not talked to in a long time, whether we had a falling out or not, if I am not talking to you, I still want to see you succeed. So then on social media, right, when I see all these things happening and I say, wow, like, we never had a conversation a day in our lives, but I'm so happy for you. That is the way I feel now, right, for majority of my peers, because I know that they're not out here doing stupid stuff, or at least that's not what they're portraying, right, because yeah. we're only able to see what they put out on, on social media. So when I see some people get married, or some people have kids, or some people got that job interview, some people graduating, like, everybody is graduating, and I am so happy for them, like, realistically, and if we go back to the beginning of the episode, I said I struggled for a while because I wanted to be with my friends, and in turn, that kind of made me a little just a little um uh what's the word envious right a little envious and it's like well I can't be happy for them until I'm happy for myself so any anybody who is in our age doing some good things like we just figured out about our freshman sister hey man she's doing great things man I'm so I probably had like three conversations with her she's doing great and I love it I'd love to see it for her um that's some rich second year of law school and now she's going to study abroad in england girl is might be 23 see see Mm. bro like you ignore me yeah um but um before you say something that you're gonna regret i just (laughs) because you know you know i do um yeah man i just really like that that's my mindset with a lot of people even if like just now you were saying they still do a lot of things that you know they were doing 18 that's cool for them I know to distance myself or at least not to be around it as much and that is for myself that is for my own self-appreciation or my own self-discipline that's great I don't feel any different about them I just know what type of time they're on I know what type of intimacy they're on I know what type of initiation they're on if that makes any sense right so I'm going to distance myself from me However, that does not take away from the fact that I still want to see all of you guys win um, in the end, right? Like whole, whole, wholeheartedly. I, I feel like we have a lot of people in our, our, our corners for a reason. And sometimes they have seasons, seasons change. So just like they can be distant now, they can come back again five years later and be a whole different person. So I don't think that any falling out is just because we're just bad people. I just feel like everybody has a time and a place Right. And, and we should be able to respect that. Right. Yeah. I, know, I know I've lost some friendships because of my inability to reach out. I know I've lost some friends because of their inability to reach out. I also yeah. know that it's nothing. It's nothing of like spite or anything like that. Like I said, because they can come back or I could come back five years later and just, you know, send that toxic text like, hey, you know, been thinking about you how you you know you know what i'm saying like but you know being an adult being like i i, I personally feel like being an adult it, it's realizing that sometimes it's not always about like oh this he just trying to get this or oh she's just trying to get the nah some sometimes people change and they genuinely want to see like how you been right yeah and that, and that's that's a part of maturing you know once once they obviously 
let you know their intentions, you know, open and honest. And then at that point, you can say, okay, well, yeah, you still haven't changed. But realistically speaking, all these people out here, whether I know you or not, if you're in my age group and you win, I'm happy for you, realistically. In whatever honestly, way? In whatever way. But I remember when we was all getting... Goofy. Making syrup sandwiches. I still do. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. I've definitely graduated from that a long time ago. But, um, yeah, man. I just some people I, some people that know some some of the most intimate things about me I, I may or may not talk to today and that's that's what I mean when I say it's like Sorry. it's still all it's still all over even if you are doing the same stuff out here because I know you're gonna change eventually maybe hopefully yeah every and I think that's just the theme of like what defines a fully functioning adult, right? Because there's no like age where you say, I'm going to reach this level of maturity by this age. That's just not how it works. Yeah. You know, like at the point, the point that we are at the age that we are, a lot of people don't get there sometimes until 30, right. you know, the twenties is just a coin flip for them, you know, right? like in that sense, we're a little bit advantaged. So like everybody runs their own race, you know? So some people that used to be in your life, but your mindset changed a little bit and you guys don't align the same way anymore. And it right. may not necessarily be like you guys had a dramatic falling out or something that can't be reversed. Or It's right. just you guys are on two different types of time. Right. That's, that's, that's all I'm getting at, man. That's all I'm getting at. You know, if you're out here winning, I'm happy for you. Thanks. Facts. Thanks. What's, uh, what's something that you guys don't tolerate now that you used to tolerate in a previous time of your life it could be with a close friend it could be with a significant other it could be with give the best number one hit us with it my baby nick you started us off wow um i think that i don't i don't tolerate um a negative attitude. I, I really don't. If if I'm being honest, like, bro, if you just if you just come in with a bad attitude, I'm not dealing with it. I'm just not. Yeah. It's okay to be respectful and speak your mind, and we can do that respectfully. And that's another thing as a, as a fully functioning adult that I I feel like that we we have to be able to do. Right, but the 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 bad attitude, and I, I think this is probably my customer service job coming out. Like uh, people just feel like they can say whatever and cuss us out and spit on us and all this other stuff, and it's just wild. And I just feel like I'm just not. I'm I'm not gonna like. The, as soon as you just show me the little bit of your bad day when somebody's shitting your coin, I'm not dealing with it. I need you to remove yourself immediately. Because obviously we cannot have a, a, a simple conversation, right? And I, I, that's, it's, it's, it's no longer like a, oh, well, let me try to, do, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I need you to remove yourself immediately. Like, I'm not, you come back when you, when you have a better attitude, right? Attitude is going to solve a lot of problems for a lot of people, not even just yourself. How you come across to other people and how you come across even for yourself, Right. I, I I definitely like you can be upset and still be respectful. You can still be happy and still be respectful. Like I can jokingly cuss you out and 
have a really, really good attitude about it. If, I'm, if I have a really bad attitude about it and I'm joking and cussing you out, I think somebody's going to feel some type of way. Right? I don't deal with that anymore, to be realistic, to be honest. As soon as you come at me with a really, really bad or a poor attitude, it's not... Like I, I don't, and I don't deal with that. And and now that I've said poor as well, it's the same thing. Like, it, you you have to be able to uh, open your mind to different things, right? And and be and be, I want to say bland about it. I'm I'm not gonna say positive, right? Because you know it it takes some time to just be positive about everything. I know I sure took the time, right? But I I I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want it tainting my world and my view, my bubble. So I need you to remove yourself immediately. I'll come back again when you're when you're doing better. I don't I don't do that anymore at all. I used to be like try to want to fix everything immediately. Hey, what's wrong? Blah blah. blah. Ab- absolutely not. I need you to remove yourself. Yeah, that's good, Nick. The first thing I thought of when you said that, and I don't know why, is it used to be this tweet that would go around when it would be like, you know, if I go out to a restaurant with my friends and they purposely treat the waiter bad or waitress bad, then I can't go out with you. That's exactly <clears> what that gave me. That gave me that energy. I'm not getting my I also, I equally in. hate that. Do not, do not just on your own volition, just treat somebody bad. I hate that kind of energy as well. So that's what it, like, that's what I immediately linked that to um, thinking about it. For me, personally, um, it's not seeing you progress or not seeing you actively taking a role in your life progressing. Um, it, it kind of, I would say it kind of actually is really bordering on a lot of your point about just that attitude. Um, some people are comfortable like where they are after they obtain a certain point or hit a certain area in their life. They're like, I'm fine. Um, and it bothers me because to me what that says is you've seen your entire life at this point and if that is all you think your life is supposed to be then you aren't truly enjoying or getting you're you're not you're not existing i mean you're not living you're just existing essentially like you have made the choice in your head that this is it for you Right. This is what it's going to be, and this is exactly what it'll always pan no. out. To be. <laughs> no, and it is like no. life ebbs and flows so <laughs> much that yes, there are going to be moments. I mean, literally the other day, I'll just throw my own personal example in there again. I thought I lost three hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, I'm done. That just set me back. I can't do anything for the next like few months because that you know that just set me back. Um, because that's three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> all this stuff and i was just thinking about all the things that i could not do found it not even two hours after it was a money order for rent that i had to pay so i had to go take out another 300 well, you were hurting uh, so yeah i hurting? thought and essentially i was paying a 425 dollars to spend 175 because i split that 350 with so i split the 350 and a half <sighs> with my roommate jonathan my great friend my brother amazing, amazing. um and I thought I lost it. I thought I was like, done deal. I done spent $425 on top of the $990 something dollars I just spent to pay my rent. I'm like, oh, I'm cooked. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah you fine. Like, <laughs> I'm getting cooked. So far back. 
can't do nothing. Fucking I'm like, I can't, even, I can't even go buy myself a McChicken from McDonald's. And I don't even eat McChickens no more. Like, I can't even do that. Like, I don't have the money to do that now because I've just spent over a thousand dollars plus on rent, and I'm losing money. Oh boy, I'm cooked. I just remember just I had a defeated attitude the entire day, and it was found. Like you have to understand that through the through the down moments comes the up. And I'll never I'll always remember this quote. And I shared it. I shared it with Sarah the other day. Sarah's my girlfriend for the people that don't know. I'm gonna just keep putting that hey. Um Tom Hanks. I remember <laughs> watching this video of an actor's round table. It had like Shia LaBeouf, Jamie Foxx, Tom Hanks. Um, I wanna say it was some other folks. I can't think of all of them. But Tom Hanks, they each add, like they asked each of the actors what was the biggest life lesson they had learned through their stardom and through everything. And Tom Hanks literally said this so eloquently. He said, I have literally learned the embodiment of this two shell path. And he said, most people use it in a, you're going through something bad and people say this two shell path, like your, your, your great moment. Are going to come where your good is about to, to is right around the corner your blessing is right around the corner he said but do you know that's also in the good he was like the good isn't going to stay good forever and you have to understand that this is going to pass and if you are not prepared for that moment changing on you you will never be prepared for what life is going to throw at you or what life is going to give you so i've literally taken that and i'm forever going to use it as when I'm doing good, remember that a bump can be coming or a bump is, is you know, sure to follow because good doesn't always stay good, just as bad doesn't always stay bad. Um, so I got to say, that's probably my biggest thing is progression. Like if I, if you don't, if you think that life is where it is right now and that's the best it's going to get, then you truly don't understand what life is. And I understand that because you're, you know, we're all young where we've only hit a quarter half of the way or we've hit 25 or close to I had 25 years so I've hit a quarter of a of a lifetime thus far but there's so much more life to live you know um and I'm gonna take advantage of every moment I have until you know until that moment's gone you know and I I can't I can't allow um where I am currently or existing in this current climate to affect my mindset of what life looks like for me I, I I will I will briefly interlude before matt goes but two things one um every day you have life you have a chance to change it um and two i i still <laughs> i still regret it to this day um matt and i always have a conversation about it every now and again when i bring it up and he's willing to die on that mountain that i should have stayed and I'm and and I'm willing to agree that I should have stayed. I should have stayed. Nobody, I, else, I feel like at the time nobody else would say that, but in my mind I was like, <laughs> stay, bro. Like, I, I was so gung ho and focused about stability, not being a burden, not knowing what's gonna happen. I, I have no idea how this is gonna work. I'm not doing it. And I was just so I had a, just some poor attitude about it. This is it. <laughs> this is all I got. This is nothing more. I was like, yep. And and that's why I don't tolerate it. I don't tolerate it for myself. So I'm I'm not tolerating it for anybody else. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. But isn't it funny how life works? Because now you're in a better position than 
literally like 90% of people who get four-year degrees. That's very unfortunate. Because Is it? Well, for them. For them. <laughs> because I, I would like to say that I've been suffering for a very long time and now I'm not. So if that's what it takes, then I don't wish it upon anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the two biggest things that, excuse me, it's early. Um, the two biggest things that I don't tolerate. One, the absolute biggest is going to be having a conversation or like a, a, a educational debate, but like having a conversation with someone who's not teachable, you know, like someone who's who's very aware that they have access to 40% of the context, but their entire perspective is built off of that 40. And through the conversation, like I'll, I'll use myself as an example, like if I learn more context or if, if, the con if the conversation interests me to go learn more about the topic and I introduce new information and that person still refuses after getting access to new information that would help you change your perspective because now you're enlightened to something you weren't before they're like no i'm still going to operate off of this 40. it's like um it's like if you <laughs> this is such a stupid example but like it's like if someone is only awake for 12 hours of the day and they're like oh well actually every day the day changes every 12 hours and they sleep the other 12 and you're like well actually you wouldn't know because most of the time you're asleep but there are 12 other hours and then you make them stay awake through and they're like well no i mean it's still been two days it's still been 12 hours twice so it's been two like that's such a stupid example but like literally like that's i feel like that's how a lot of my conversations go um and I mean, this correlates to myself too. And I like to, I am a very teachable person. If we're having a conversation and you recognize that I am speaking without parts of the context, educate me. I want to know. I don't want to be out here saying stupid stuff like most of the people I speak to, because like, if I'm just going to be deliberately <laughs> wrong and you're going to listen to me be wrong without even helping me realize that, hey, Matt, like there's a part of this equation that you're missing you're evil so like i don't <laughs> i don't do that to people so i mean um i had a great example um that i'm probably not yeah i'm not gonna use this example because yeah but, it's great. but, but it's yeah great. but it's 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 like uh great. you mentioned it you know just literally i mean but ah. literally just just knowing that you it could be in a situation like in this specific context, I knew that I knew more about the topic than this person asked. And I was basically like, hey, like, I think you'd be really interested to know some of these things would and they really make a big difference. And this person with 20% of context was convinced that they had experienced all that there was to experience with this. And there's and I was like, I just don't like that. That and, you know, just um, being in a conversation with someone on the other side of it, like, okay, if we're having issues between the two of us and we need to fix it, and I can tell that you're you're not really putting an effort, nah, you could keep that because I'm not here to convince you to like stick around or be my friend or anything like that. Like, honestly, like, um, so I think that those are the two biggest things for me and they're kind of like interrelated i mean i guess also i really hate when my friends go like oh well 
this is it for me, or this is my peak, or there's nothing out there left for me because like I just I just like really don't identify with that mindset. I don't settle. That's what that's what it is. It's like a settling thing. Like I hate when people do that because it's like you are so delusional to think that at the ripe young age of 20, whatever, you've experienced that there's all to experience in this one walk of life. I don't think there's anything in this world that I can say that I've experienced 100 percent. Yeah. It's just not, and I don't even think I'll get there when I pass away. I just it, like it's just not like what 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 can I actually say that about? Maybe a bottle of water. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of these, but you know, like the 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 line of B flats during uh, uh, Boogie Wonderland. I thought that you were was a dance floor. That is ignorant, and we're <laughs> not going to discuss that. I think I think the the what is it twenty four twenty four bars of B flats and in Boogie Wonderland. I think that is a hundred percent. Yeah, man. I'm obviously but, joking, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what are the odds? You know, like if if if, if today if tomorrow I, I I locked it in with with a young lady and I was like, yeah, there there's just nothing else out there for me. Mm-hmm. I've experienced all that there is to experience with relationships in my life. I would love if you guys slapped me in my face because be like Matt, like you're just delusional. Especially if it was a situation that I was like very clearly settling in, like don't let me do that. Yeah. But you know, um, it's hard to get on the road immediately. Yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, Matt, no, you know, just wake up, brother. Yeah. You're we'll the second place. Now leave. Open your yeah. door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that that's always really annoying. I mean, generally, I just like to put myself around teachable people um, because, like, the way that I look at it, if I have access to any information that can help your life, I'm going to give it to you. Real. You know, as a friend, as a person who wants to see people that look like me advance, that's just what it is. I'm not here to gatekeep anything from somebody like, you know, like the smartest people. And I know that I'm going on a tangent, but like the smartest people in this world that look like us that have made it out of the struggle have united in such a way where they all serve each other. Right. So like the odds of like if it was a, t- a group of seven people they're not all specialized in the same thing but there's a reason why all seven of those people are successful because all of all seven of them have access to different levels of information and they're feeding that to each other to make something of their life you know that's kind of what's that's something i'd love to have with my friends in like the later parts of my life you know like i'm putting them on game they're putting me on game and we're building this life and we're getting out we're making it out but if if i'm gonna if i'm just gonna be like if Justin needs help in an area and he's like, man, I just don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. And I have access to that information. I'm a really shitty friend if I'm not going to give that to him. That's just how I look at it. Because it's like, bro, if I can help, if I can be an asset and I'm supposed to be your friend, I'm not just going to watch you struggle. But, you know, that's yeah. I, I know some people who do it, but it couldn't be me, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's how you, you know, make the relationship, make the community. Uh, it takes it takes a village, right? Hey, yeah. Hey, so um, we gonna have the next episode after this one is gonna be part two of this. I'm with it. What's up? And yeah. I'm with it. Is, uh, this is a good topic. This is a, this is a pretty good topic. Listen, shout out to Nick's sister. Yes, sir. For giving yeah. us this topic, we just yes, want to go ahead sir. and shout, shout her out. Feedback. Um, you know what I'm saying? Please. 
viewer yeah. interaction. You know, you know what I'm saying? Actually, um, hey Nick, you want to see if you can get her on? Why not? She's she, she been wanting to start her own for the longest, and I've just been telling her to do it, and she hasn't. So I'm pretty sure this experience, if she come on, she'll... And my sister, for you guys who doesn't know, she is 28, so she she definitely got more experience than all of us. Um, but yeah, why not? I mean, she, she get to see how it feels to be behind the webcam and behind the mic. Yeah. And hopefully she don't freeze up. And... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, def- definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, part two because we had a long list of things that she listed, and we was like, oh yeah, we can't talk about this. We we not old enough, yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah, part two will work for sure. And, yeah, this topic yeah. is a banger, bro. Like, not for real. We do we dove into some good stuff. We gave some good perspective. Whoever says they want to learn more about us as people is gonna eat this episode up. Most definitely. Will they? Oh, or will they or will they just watch it and then just kind of stare at our social medias? Yes. <laughs> you know. But hi, yeah. Yeah. So um that wraps up the first part of this episode. We gotta get we gotta get it out of there. The, the fist god is gonna go praise the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um for the order of the people, for the order of the court, you know, y'all make sure you share, share the pod. Tell us how you feel. If you hate the pod, tell us. If you love the pod, tell us. If you don't like the pod, tell us. Give us some feedback. Tell us some topics you want to hear. Please. Um, Oh, my Lord. Please. We're not asking for this for our own health. We're not. Tell us which episode is your favorite episode so far of the three. Leave comments on the page. Stop being weirdos. Yeah. Stop. Stop making me waste my breath. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, very you know, intentional. Stop post lying. something on the story. Everybody taps it. We need feedback. Huh? I'm blind. I can't see. Yeah. We was giving money out. Oh yeah, they, they getting that. cooked right now. They getting cooked. Right now. <laughs> right. Getting boiled, bro. Hey, anything y'all got to say for the good order of the pod? Nah, um, man. Only thing I got to say is that. Boneless wings are not chicken nuggets. Oh, so you do have something to say because you said nah, man, and now you got something exactly. to say. Yo, nah, I, man, I, I appreciate I you for have... keeping me in check because that's exactly what I do on the daily. <laughs> so I'm going to die on my hill and have a poor attitude about it. Nah, man, this is good for me. Uh, chicken nuggets are not boneless wings. Boneless wings are not chicken nuggets. I have nothing else to say. They are. That's it. I'm going to B Dubs and I'm getting boneless wings because they don't say chicken nuggets. You don't get chicken nuggets from B Dubs. I just feel like it shouldn't take you 28 minutes to eat one piece of chicken. It doesn't take that long. If you're how eating about, a one wing that long, that's an issue. How about that's I record you? How about I record you? That's fine. <laughs> right. And I, and then when and then when you put a and you when you put a wing down or or something down and then you go to pick it back up. That that's kind of okay. Well, hey, we we can bet. You said go to Florida right now? <laughs> you said go what? Go to Florida right now. Oh, come on. Oh, I bet. Let me go get Matt real quick. Yep. I know, yeah. right? I swear. Actually, we'll talk about this off the air. But <laughs> thank you for joining us for another episode of Third Eye. Enjoy, right, good right, folks. Like, comment, That's subscribe, right. all that good stuff, you know, that people the people will be saying. Um, but check us out. Keep your third eye open. Honestly. Respectfully and truthfully.